Hey, GM friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of JPEGs, where every Thursday, Mikey and I cover some of the week's latest NFT news. Today is the 3rd of March, and bearing in mind this week with recent world events, we walk you through how to support Ukraine with crypto, as well as some recent news regarding CryptoPunks and World of Women. Let's jump right in. Hey listeners, welcome back to this week of JPEGs. So this week we're covering the 24th of February all the way to the 2nd of March. As we all know, these past couple of weeks have been very hard for you know Ukraine and Russia. And our thoughts and feelings go out to those groups of people who have been affected by the war. Is it a war? <laughs> it really is kind of scary. It is. It is. Yeah. For people in Ukraine, it is a war. For everyone else, they're kind of staying in the sidelines, being supportive of Ukraine and just kind of watching with everything that's going on. But you are going to talk about certain things, CL, with different items in the crypto space that has helped Ukraine. What was one of those items you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So there are ways to donate to Ukraine. You can donate with crypto. Obviously, you can donate by other means. But if you're looking for specific ways where you can contribute via Web3, there are two funds, one of which is called Relief. So Relief Fund so far has donated about 185 ETH to support the people in Ukraine. We'll link those descriptions down below. And there's also Ukraine DAO. So Ukraine DAO is another fund that you can donate to with Party Bid. They've raised about 1,200 ETH at this moment in time. So if you're looking to support Ukraine in any way and you'd want to do a free Web3, then those links will be down in the descriptions below. So yeah, really quick. The Twitter one for relief is relief with the three. So R E L I three F X Y Z. And as CL has mentioned, they've deployed 185 ETH so far. And where did they end up deploying those? Yep. Yeah, so they've so far split it evenly across three funds. So come back alive, local Ukrainian media, and hospitalers. So these are just some of the three that they will donate uh, future causes. Like in this thread, they tell everyone that in the event that if like, for example, medical needs, medical equipment is in high demand, they will shift their funding to there. So right now they haven't hit their entire target yet. But once that target's reached, then according to the needs of Ukraine, then they will direct those funds to those items. So very helpful thread, very informational. Then they keep this really transparent with everybody. So you can visit their Twitter and you can read their thread and see how they plan to distribute these funds to support Ukraine in this hard time. Any thoughts from your end? So with Ukraine DAO, that's definitely different than the relief one. With Ukraine DAO, it's completely separate. It's using the power of Web3 tech and community to raise funds for Ukrainian organizations. So there's a lot of suffering going on right now, I'm sure. Different people see what they're showing in the news. So any bit helps. I do like that they use party DAO or party bid to raise those funds. So this project was organized by Pussy Riot, Trippy Labs, Pleaser DAO, CXIP, and many Ukrainian humanitarian activists that's working tirelessly on the ground and generously consulting. And yeah, definitely if you're able to. Not that we're saying like, oh, go donate, go donate. Like, you know, just even retweet of those two tweets from both items is helpful in itself. So it doesn't have to be a monetary value. 
a retweet, a heart, just any interaction is helpful for people affected by that war. Yeah, I think during this time, it's important to acknowledge and like, I guess part of like that is like you're spreading the news of the war, but you're also giving people a realistic view of what's happening like in real time with this situation. So it's scary to see and like it might be distressing for people to know, but I think it is really important to, yeah, part of like the whole globalization of things and how everything is very intertwined to not be afraid of it, but to show support during this time. So, yeah. So we'll switch over to more current news. So in February 24, 2022, Sotheby's withdraws CryptoPunk sale, leading to widespread speculation in crypto space. Did you hear anything about this one, CL? No, this kind of sounds interesting. Why did they withdraw okay. CryptoPunk sale? Okay, so this holder is quite interesting because I have been following this one for a while now. and. This Twitter user goes by OX650D. And a lot of people already came up to this event to watch this historical or sale of in Sotheby's. And last minute, we did Nevermind decided to hodl. So it's kind of like forgetting everybody that, hey, we showed up, we're going to go support you. And then last minute, they just pulled out. I think I'm not sure exactly why they ended up pulling out. There is speculation that the person might not get as much as they want. And what's interesting is they came into the space a bit earlier and was like, oh, I'm going to go build out with CryptoPunks that they bought from the floor. The floor meaning the lowest type of CryptoPunks. So it wasn't any rare ones. Part of the reason why it was interesting was they might have got another bid offline that they wanted to pull it you know away from it and it kind of sucks for everybody else that was there for that one event and then the last minute like oh i'm not going to show up you know so as someone that has followed crypto pumps i hold zero for now jpegs hold zero for now but okay so with the news from this Sotheby's auction with crypto punks i know there is people speculating about it being a PR stunt. I'm not too sure about that just because of how Larva Labs is with not really putting too much out there. And one particular collector saying like they're just going to pull out. It doesn't seem that believable to me as someone that's been in the space for a while. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, CL. Do you think that was a PR move? What do you think of the sale and the seller in itself? pulling out last minute. I mean, it's totally possible if their identities are protected or if they don't really care about how this would affect them. Maybe like that's like even a bigger play. Like they just risked their reputation of possibly faking this for a PR move, which is totally possible. And in a sense it works, right? Like it's ended up on these online journals. So it's possible, but also kind of the sheer amount of people that had gotten into a room and like had people talk about it and like obviously the people in that room probably walked away a little bit disappointed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like if it made it so inconvenient for so many people, then maybe it really was just a truthful like, yeah, this this offer or like this decision. No, I'm just gonna hodl. I don't actually want to sell it. Or mm -hmm. if somebody actually, you know, offered them way more of an enticing offer. And 
like last minute they just decided not to sell then that's what happened but i guess like we would never know right no Unless yeah that's so true and tell the truth i doubt it it's crazy because i remember watching twitter at that day and there was people commenting about it like they flew all the way from different parts of the world to be there you know it was a bit upsetting for them to fly all the way out there it didn't happen but at the same time like they were able to hang out with different people in within that community so it just kind of shows you like you could be from anywhere in the world like nfts are united because of nfts and you're part of that community so that was cool that sotheby still decided to like have an after party and still attend to people that were there as opposed to being like okay like show's over like we're done. I'm sorry. It's not our fault. You know, like, yeah. So that was really great. So that's like, a positive. Yeah. People got to network anyway and sort of bond over that. Like, oh, we just missed out on the punk sale. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We so, have another piece of CryptoPunks news. Moving on. This piece is from NFT Fi, which is like an interesting lending profile, lending website for NFTs. And what's this news about, Mikey? Okay, so full disclosure, I'm an ambassador for Nifty Fi. I'm not getting paid or anything like that. I love their product, what they're building. So I decided to come on board and help out and be an ambassador. They were like, cool, totally do that. So on this tweet, it says 101 crypto punk loans on Nifty Fi last week, unlocking 8 million USD in liquidity. Overall punk loan count at 212 loan volume at almost 14 million USD. Average APR at 17%, trending towards 10%. So this is a lot. This is a lot of usage for CryptoPunks as a collateral for loans. The thing is, people that are coming into the NFT space when it comes to NFT PFPs, they would most likely think it's just, oh, I have a picture. You could right click and save. Like, what do I do now? Do I just look at this picture? They don't, not a lot of people are aware of the financialization or ways you could power up your JPEGs, as I like to think of it. And it's not just, oh, I have this JPEG or this NFT. I'm going to sell it at a higher price. And then I made my ETH. You don't have to sell. You could hold on to it and, this is one use case of getting an ETH back or a loan back by your NFT that you hold. With NFT Fi, it's not just like every single NFT out there, which there's like 4 million different NFTs. They're specific in the NFTs that they allow in their website for loans. So a lot of blue chip, well-established NFT collections that you can obviously get a loan for. So Board Ape, Mutant Ape, Doodles, just to name a few that if you are holding, like you could use them as a way to be able to get a loan. An example right now is I have a World of Women, an NFT that I decided to put up there and I took a loan out and I still keep that as long as I pay that loan off within the amount of parameters that were set. So is this something that you've tried before? What do you think of being able to power up your JPEGs? I think that's really cool. I'm wondering, do you get 100% of the value of your NFT when you get that loan? No. So it depends on what your parameters that you set. So let's take 
world of women for right as an example i want to say the current floor right now is about rough guess without looking 12 eth let's say it's 12 eth someone offers me a loan of 8 eth at like 50 percent for 30 days now it's on me to accept that offer but i could also set my terms where hey i'm looking for a 12 eth loan at 10 percent and i just only need it for 14 days so for those 14 days i'm gonna pay back 10 percent of 12 eth to that person and nifty five you know doesn't hold it what they did was their big brain giga brain things that they did with the smart contracts where they're holding the nfts in a sense or they put it they held it up and it's all transacted through wrapped eth so once you have that wrapped eth you could pay it back and everything so i like that aspect of you know hey i, I kind of need liquidity right now i don't want to get rid of my world of women i want to take a loan out cool i take get that liquidity i use that liquidity for whatever reason i get that money back and i pay it i pay the lender back and i get my nft back so you're not losing out on your nft yeah and obviously the risk with this is if you don't somehow get that money back i think like the scenario is you take it out and then you will probably use it to buy on another nft you think will go up but if that nft mm -hmm. doesn't end up covering your initial loan, then it just means that you lose that NFT. So there's always that risk associated with these lending platforms. But obviously, it's great that we can even borrow against these NFTs, right? Some of these are worth sure. so much. Yes, yeah, so much. And a lot of us don't want to part with them, especially when they give us access to like such great communities and people. And it's like very, very deeply rooted to, for, to people's identities already. So to be able to do this, on the blockchain now is really cool. I didn't think that this was going to be available so soon. Wow. So this is your first time hearing about Nifty Fi and I've heard about Nifty Fi. I actually okay. came across NFT. Yeah, Nifty Fi, NFT Fi. And then there's like similar platforms, but I can't name any direct competitors. But you know, I checked it out a couple of times, but I haven't actually used it myself. So this is a really good refresher for me to know that like, nice. you know, 101 CryptoPunk loans have been made in the last week that's really cool yeah that's huge it's the largest ever nft back loan that's wow. pretty insane i might have to check it out but i'll probably get like 500 bucks or something <laughs> yeah i <laughs> mean it, if you think about it it's a, a win-win for individuals like if you need the liquidity you don't want to lose your nft why not put it up there the only thing is say you don't pay back that loan you lose your nft and you take the other side of that, you as the lender, you're just lending your ETH and you're getting 10% guaranteed. You could get 10% back or you could get a good ass NFT. As the lender, you get an additional- As the lender, yeah. 10% for the duration of how long it's that for loan. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I feel like this could be good for very like, probably good traders who are very seasoned in trading NFTs and they can get that money back in a short amount of time. Assuming these loans don't go up for longer than like, what, three months? How long is the maximum amount of time someone can uh, take so a loan out for? You could do 90 days, you could do 30 days. It's all set on what people will offer you. And one of the reasons why I decided to put my world of women is not just for this podcast episode, 
but I wanted to, you know, flex my muscles as a trader of JPEGs and not, you know, sell my NFTs. And I was like, okay, well, I believe in this product. I know what my skill set is with trading JPEGs. And yeah, I mean, I could pay it back when I need to. But at the same time, I allotted that amount of days to pay it back and obviously see how much ETH I could make off of that. So maybe in the next, next, next episode, we'll come back to this and be like, yeah, I lost my world with women or I made <laughs> a lot of ETH. <laughs> <laughs> Update, guys. I totally lost it. Um, yeah, sign up for NFT Pi now. Oh, Update, great. guys. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Mikey lost these world of women. Yeah. All right. All right. So the next piece of news for those that's unaware, NFT market still hot as Invisible Friends NFTs rocket to 12 ETH floor. So this was one of the newer drops from this week, started last week, and they're called Invisible Friends. Did you see this one at all, CL? I heard about it and I took a look. Yes. Yeah, this one was one of the more hype ones recently. Yeah, they had a floor of 12 ETH or $30,000 at the time of that sale. And currently, right now, what do you think the floor is for that Invisible Friends? I want to say 8 ETH, which is lower than this reported floor price. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling. So it is currently trading at a floor price which is the lowest price at 5.4 ETH. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so it did make a big drop. Okay. Yeah, that's a huge drop. Is there uh-huh. like, do you think that there's like a specific reason why, or is this just very normal? It's just the life, the short lifespan of a project that's been super hyped. It always has to come hmm. down. Yeah, I definitely think that's just a cycle of our current NFT market where a lot of pre-reveal prices are way above asking at 12 ETH. I couldn't see myself spending a whole ETH in itself just for that. And the floor price with it dropping that much, it was expected because we all have in the NFT space, I feel like we have shiny object syndrome where you know we're going to look for the next thing, obviously. And I did not meet any invisible friends. It was one that I've been watching for a while now. One of the artists that was pushing it. I can't remember his name right now. I do know him as far as someone that's collected a friend of mine's piece that I was all like, oh man, like I like the art. I like the whole concept, but to spend 12 ETH, I don't think I could have done it even if I did have 12 ETH, you know? Yeah. I think so what- for, for people who have been in the NFT space for a bit longer, it's now even harder to justify like paying that high of a price. Like even some min prices are starting to get a bit ridiculous, but obviously for new people, they, where they like, I feel like the hype's almost over. Like we're reaching the end of like, you know, typical cartoony looking PFP. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. I feel like we're at the maturing end of things and where people are starting to realize that, yeah, like there is too high of a price point to enter now. And that's probably like, yeah, it stops at 10 ETH, which is already ridiculously high. So I forgot why we didn't even include this one particular story in our list. But Pixelmon NFC reveals disappointments with hilariously ugly art. Did you see that one? It's a NFT project that raised 70 million 
to create oh. Pokemon like Metaverse game. And it was a total bust. Yikes. Did you see that at all? Or like no, I, I just sounds, remember that. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> okay, okay. What does it look like? Let's so, see. Oh my gosh, you'll have to search it right now. Okay. Pixelmon on Twitter. So they actually had a Dutch auction starting at three ETH, which as you said, like three ETH or a lot of the these mints right now is like going so high. Like who could really justify three ETH for a project that you don't know the team, you don't know what's in the back, like what they're building, that a lot of people already questioned it when it dropped. And upon further research, people found out this person was just buying, what do you call that game? Yeah. (laughs) Seven million dollars. Roblox. They just were buying like Roblox, like, assets and not really releasing anything so out of that 70 million they were like oh we're going to use 2 million to develop something and obviously the blockchain is public ledger they found out like this person was buying up different nfts with their profits and it wasn't to develop a game so please 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 definitely be careful i can't believe you didn't hear about this one. <laughs> um, well, like we covered it and then it kind of like disappeared off my radar. Guys, by the way, I'm not like very, very updated. I'm just it's a co-host going like, yeah, this is cool news. You know, I know some news, but I can't keep up with everything. There's so much flying around that. Yeah, this kind of stuff hits me hard. And it's $70 million for what looks like, yes, quite questionable artwork. And I hope it's, I hope it's just an ugly moment. Like, you know, just a a moment in time and it becomes something really good because the concept is popular, right? I just hope it doesn't actually turn out to be a massive failure because that would hurt the entire space and like, you know, people would, oh man, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is definitely one. (laughs) You'll have to see the videos when video comes out and all the links will be down below and it's horrendous. I'm going to call it what it is. It's horrendous. For people to sell out a Dutch auction at three ETH and raise seventy million, and it's in my opinion, blatant cash grab. They didn't have a plan for what they were going to do after, and instead of developing a game, they decided to buy different NFTs. That in itself kind of shows you, like, did you even have a solid plan to develop a game? So please, please, please be careful out there with your ETH. Uh, you earned your ETH. Make sure you save your ETH. Yeah, or just invest in the ones that have already established, like Sandbox right now. Very, mm-hmm. like, very good price to get in. Around like three bucks. Enough. Yeah, like three, about three ETH. About three ETH. Three bucks. <laughs> three bucks. Three bucks per sand token. What? So like, yeah, that or mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just focus. Double down on the ones that you know have. Like they've proved their model or at least ones that you've done a little bit more research and you've, and you've like, you've actually grown that conviction through real legit facts, not like promises, because as we've seen today, that promises, if they're flashy enough, people will throw money and yes, <laughs> and it looks a little bit like this, but of course we have to um, move on with the space. Hopefully this one turns out okay in the end and yeah. All my best of luck to Pixelmon. <laughs> Next one is KPMG 
Canada buys World of Women Ethereum NFT ENS domain name. So KPMG is one of the big four companies. And this is them showing their entrance into the NFT cryptocurrency space. They bought a World of Women for 25 ETH, about 70,000, calling the purchase its first foray into the rapidly growing asset class. Now, this asset class, it is speculative. You could lose what you put in, especially if, you fight, if you're in a rug pull. And please, please, please be careful as always. Yeah, what do you think of this one? More institutions coming in, purchasing JPEGs. It's kind of crazy. So they're adding it to their asset class. That's so cool because they added ETH and BTC to their balance sheet, right? I think Mm -hmm. we covered that like two episodes ago. And the world of women NFT is their first move into... I love hearing news about this. I love hearing news about like big bodies of like traditional like corporate brands moving into and like giving social legitimacy to NFTs, even if it's not for like some sort of like massive utility case, but they're aligning their values in a way, or at least they're acknowledging the values of like people in NFT. And I think World of Women is a great start to that journey. So to see this kind of news always makes me very excited. And I'm interested to see if they are like what they're going to add next what they plan to do with World of Women, if they're going to do like some big, bigger campaign or if they're just going to buy more NFTs. Yeah. Bullish on World of Women just because of them. The big four being the four largest accounting firms in the US. As you can see, more institutions are coming or are dipping their toes into NFTs. I know there was a JP Morgan write-up of the metaverse and the whole Web3 space. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all our news for this week. As a reminder, none of this is financial advice. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave a review. Let us know how we could improve. Is there anything else you want to cover at CL? Nope, that's all for me. Thank you for tuning in this week. This was a heavy week. So we tried to keep Mm -hmm. it light with the second half of the news. But hopefully, yeah, everybody stay strong and keep vigilant. And also do your research for NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Do your research. Be mindful of your ETH. Yes, All be right. mindful Have of a- your ETH. <laughs> Have a great one. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye.